0: Welcome in to another edition of the Sibling Rivalry Podcast, a show all about college football where the conversations are lively, the topics are irreverent, and the hosts are semi knowledgeable. I am Madison, and I'm joined as always by my brother Pierce. Pierce, how are you?
1: I'm wonderful, coming off a good week. Uh, excited for a number of reasons, but also uh, things are are heated, and and you know we're coming down the home stretch here, and and every game matters. So yeah, um, a lot of a lot of. Edge of the seat sitting, now I can actually like focus on work.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, uh, for sure, definitely. As we head down the home stretch, a couple of conferences, conference uh, championship matchups have already been set. We'll uh try to touch on those for for sure. We know the SEC is going to be LSU and Georgia, and you know we've got that marked on our calendars. Um, I th- I believe. Sorry if you hear dog of the pod in the background. He's being really jittery tonight. Um, I believe that most conferences have at least one side of the matchup figured out. Clemson in the ACC, Oregon in the Pac twelve, Oklahoma in the Big Twelve. Uh but the finishing out who's gonna be the other matchup is what we uh what we'll be figuring out here in the next couple of weeks. So some interesting stuff to highlight but let's just, without further ado, Pierce, let's get into our Week 12 recap. Uh, just going to hit you with one podcast this week. We figured that we liked the format last week, so let's just go ahead and dive right in. The first game that we picked was the Spartans, Michigan State Spartans, traveling to the number 15 Michigan Wolverines. This uh, is the Paul Bunyan Trophy, Pierce, and Michigan comes out victorious again, the final score of that being 44-10. to 10. Uh, Michigan State going to need to going to need to win their last two to become bowl eligible uh Michigan after their shaky start at the beginning of the season looking a lot better what say you about this matchup
1: uh i was even though i <laughs> we actually both had this game um we were on Michigan's side um this game was uh, an interesting one I- i'm surprised at the score on one hand on the other hand um not surprised. Michigan State's been a huge disappoint, disappointment this year.
0: Five straight losses. Yeah,
1: mainly because they, they just can't do really anything. Um, they can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. So they even though they have some good defensive players, they really struggled. But Shea Patterson tore them up. That was the story. Shea Patterson had uh, arguably the best game of his collegiate career, uh, going for 384 through the air four touchdowns zero interceptions that's um that's what we we expected of him so he he's you know he's coming through and excited to see them play Ohio State but they've got a good one this weekend this weekend that I think could be a trap game
0: absolutely the number 23 navy midshipmen traveled to south bend to take on the number 16 notre dame fighting irish and notre dame comes away victorious winning by 8 final score of 32 52 to 20 was that final score the big story here Pe- here pearson it's no surprise to us cuz we saw Notre Dame play underneath the lights in Athens is chase claypool on fire also uh, again rather in this game catches four touchdowns ian book looked pretty good as well uh what did you think about this matchup
1: yeah chase claypool was was one of the supporting casts along with Cole Komet. Um, honestly doesn't get as much praise. I think as he should, um, when you get a matchup like that against a team like Navy that you're able to exploit, uh, it tells the story 305 through the air, really, really held Navy to a triple option team. Like Navy needs to get at least 350 yards to have a chance against Notre Dame. Granted, they did put up, uh, you know, some, okay, to, uh, point total, but um, in the end, Notre Dame was just much far too, far too much the better team.
0: The game that we were most excited about, and most of the country was tuning in as well, if only to see the way that um, Georgia would handle the pressure of being in the number four spot. The Georgia Bulldogs. Travel down to the plains, take on the number twelve Auburn Tigers. This is usually a pretty con- uh, contentious matchup, Deep South's oldest rivalry. And I know you probably got plenty to say. Georgia came out, scored a touchdown in the first three quarters, and then in the final quarter they gave up fourteen. The final score of that was twenty-one to fourteen. Uh, Kirby Smart heading with a "How about them effing dogs?" at the end of the game. Uh, one of those things where you you want to get a win, and it's a big another another big. Uh, top twenty-five win under Curry Smart and Company's belt, but certainly not liking what you see at the end there. So, what did you think about this matchup, Pierce?
1: Yeah, we just went in. Uh, uh, I use the we. That's not good on this podcast, especially. Uh, we know that we're I biased. I use we for multiple. They know we're occasions. biased on multiple occasions. They know. Um, Georgia obviously uh, went into prevent defense and. So they were allowed giving up some pretty good chunk plays to Bo Nix and company in the second half. The first half, Bo just seemed kind of like he did on that one pass in the fourth quarter, where the pressure was really on. He he threw it behind the receiver on fourth and two. He he was very tensed up in the first half, and I mean credit Georgia. They played you know great on D. Um, Jake Fromm just did enough. Uh, first game one, when he's passed thirty or more times, nice, which is pretty, pretty uh, surprising and impre- and also also impressive. So kudos to him. But it was who was going to win on the ground game, and Georgia did that. Um, I'm pretty shocked they did, to be honest, and uh, walk away with a, a pretty satisfying because it's a a, a little bit of a. Ah, you can you can kind of breathe knowing you're in the SEC championship game, and Tech and M right around the corner.
0: Absolutely, we will be watching that game. Uh, another Pierce, arguably biggest matchup of the week, and the Georgia Bulldogs are playing huge, in it huge. Huge. Kind of crazy how that's happened multiple times this season, and that is why they are in the top four. And they're the four spot, despite the fact that they lost to an unranked South Carolina. That is why, because they're playing the big dogs. Pierce,
1: row the boats. I wouldn't call South Carolina big dogs. No,
0: but I know, but I'm saying they're playing the the yeah, wins. Yeah, a
1: tough. They have tough, tough schedule, and it speaks to the the depth of the SEC. I think anybody can jump up and beat anybody, except for maybe three teams in the SEC.
0: You're messing up my transition. Sorry. Row the boat, Pierce. Minnesota gets handed their first loss of the season. They were riding high after uh, their win the previous week, but they lose to Iowa. Iowa playing likes to play spoiler, and they do so again. They Iowa the number twenty Iowa Hawkeyes beat the number eight Minnesota Golden Gophers twenty three to nineteen. So much for PJ Flex. So at least he already went ahead and got his contract extension, got paid. Uh, thanks to Florida State firing Willie Taggart, so all good news for him, I guess, but not great for his Golden Gophers, and they will uh, officially drop out of playoff contention. Pierce, what did you like from this game?
1: Uh, really, it's it's kind of a funny game to break down because Minnesota put up, and I know a lot of this can be construed because you know they were Minnesota was down a significant amount, which caused them to have to. Play catch-up ball, so they had they were forced to throw the ball a lot, um, but they actually outgained Iowa, four thirty-one total yards to two ninety. Iowa is just it's just, I think it speaks volumes about their stadium and that home field advantage that they have, and and Iowa has a good team. Um, I mean, Stanley just kind of game manager just will do what it takes to win games, and you saw that again. I think this was kind of one that you knew Minnesota was a letdown, in a letdown spot. Don't you agree?
0: Absolutely. It
1: was just it was just one of those that you, we both looked at each other and went, well, this game is easy to pick.
0: Total <laughs> letdown uh, spot right there for Minnesota, to your point. And that is, like I said, going to probably do it, unfortunately, for Minnesota after a fun season for the Golden Gophers. But uh, you hate to see it, but it's got to happen. The number 10 Oklahoma Sooners traveled to Waco. This was the game day uh, location. Chip and Joanna Gaines. Pierce, I was uh, in a spin class, and I'm getting my phone blown up from good old Kim Browder, and she is talking about Chip and Joanna being on uh, game day. And I'm like, stop texting me, woman. She's like, what What time is that going to be? Blah, 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 all this stuff, just firing off texts. She was. That was the highlight of her week, year,
1: I had a feeling that I, f- I had a feeling that she'd be tuning in I also thought about you when I was watching game day and thinking hey Madison's watching this just for chip and Joanna because I know y'all like watching that show um well c- kind of irked me I was like oh whoa sent Since- Shivers down my spine. It's better no, than some kidding.
0: of the people they get from I mean Waco's got yeah, so who else are you gonna some, get from Waco Chip? Be, came
1: with some knowledge and Chip kinda knows Yeah, he knows football. He I watched, think he I'm sure football he watches or play baseball, I think. I'm sure he yeah, he's he's a sports guy. He's a sports guy. But
0: but you not know no really, there's not really other celebrities from Waco.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that is very good point. Who
0: who is a famous person that's a Baylor bear?
1: V- well, you could have gotten a former player or someone like that. Yeah, like R G three or but I guess he's on a team so
0: yeah, he couldn't do that. that would well, he could have, I don't think he could. They don't have. got a Bo Jackson.
1: Mm-mm. Well, they've got some. I don't. I should know. It's better this. than the no-name rappers that they
0: get when they go, come to Georgia.
1: <laughs> it really. is. Well, I, I I like some of them. It's uh, and I and I love some of them's work, um. But <laughs> so I'm not gonna say anything bad about them. But yeah, it is kind of funny. Um, it's always a rapper when 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 they come to Georgia.
0: Well, nonetheless, the number thirteen Baylor Bears lost despite giving Oklahoma a bit of a scare. The final score of that game was thirty-four to thirty-one. They the Sooners, to their point, rallied from a twenty-eight to three deficit, and Baylor is no longer undefeated. Very good matchup. Very fun big twelve matchup, Pierce. What say you?
1: I agree. Uh incredibly fun matchup. Very surprised, well actually not surprised how this game went Um, I didn't think that it would be, you know, Baylor up 28-3 to That really was caused by a fumble Where Jalen Hurts just tried to brace himself as he was falling And put the ball on the ground And as you see when that happens A lot of times they forget to pick it back up and uh, he did that and, and lost it, and that's one reason why uh, Baylor got up so quick, along with uh, an interception in the first half. So um, Baylor got up quick. The twenty-eight to three, I didn't think Oklahoma had a shot in the second half. I don't know about you, um, but I I thought I thought I still knew that this team had it in them. It was just could they go out and beat this team in in a hostile environment, and they did. And Jalen Hurts. Showed his resilience. Um, they were without CD Lamb, their best receiver and best playmaker. So, um, and I know they have a bevy of them, but uh, yeah, and you look, you can even break it down the stats 297 for Hertz through the air, 194 for Charlie Brewer. Um, and Oklahoma D actually played some pretty good run, run stop D. Um, so, Kudos to Oklahoma for coming back. Um, Sad to see Baylor go, but as a TCU frog, I'm I'm happy to watch him leave.
0: Oh, usually that's used about a girly.
1: No, not in this situation.
0: Okay. The number eleven Florida Gators traveled to Missouri to take on the Tigers, and they ultimately just uh, not blew them away. It's not like it was a blowout. The Missouri Tigers
1: flew, didn't it? Sorry to interrupt your, your yeah. transition once again, but that Good joke. Good Lord. Just... I don't
0: remember what I was talking about now. I'll be honest with you. I'm taking cute Snapchats of Murray. I'm not really paying attention to what you just said. Really? Oh, yeah. Look at him. He's so cute. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The Florida Gators beat Missouri 23-6. to Pierce, the state of the Missouri offense. Woof. Not great. Not great. Derek Dooley is not doing, um, Derek Dooley and Barry Odom, I should say, are don't necessarily have a good grip on what's happening there. Despite having the transfer in from Kelly Bryant, not really helping his draft stock, uh, being hurt a couple weeks and then putting on the performance that he put on Saturday, Dan Mullen needed a little bit of help from Auburn and didn't get it. So Florida is officially out of the SEC East race and, um, I don't know I don't have much more to say about this but you you let us know being uh being more of the expert what you thought about this matchup.
1: Well, Ke- Florida's just this far superior team. Um Kyle Trask had a, had a good game, 282 through the air, uh two touchdowns and Kelly Bryant really couldn't get anything going. Um when you're only 25 of 39 that for for 204 and an interception it's not good enough against against this good of a team, um and this talented of a team. So uh, they hung tough. They hung tough, but again, yeah, you're right. Dooley's on the hot seat. Um, six points against Fort, uh, albeit a good Florida te- defense. Um, they just couldn't get anything going. So Trask and company win, but eventually lose the the battle of attrition. I call it
0: <laughs> another team that sec- secured their division were the number six Oregon Ducks when they hosted the Arizona Wildcats, they won that game thirty-four to six. Justin Herbert helped his draft stock through for three hundred or yeah, threw for three hundred and thirty three yards and four touchdowns, one interception. But uh Oregon is clicking on all cylinders as they head into the Pac twelve championship game in a few weeks. Pierce, what say you about this game?
1: Yeah, it seems like uh, this team's starting to get better and better each and every week. Although, I will say, I expected a little more offensively out of them. I mean, Herbert's putting up some good numbers out here, like you mentioned. Um, Really thought they'd go for a little bit more. Uh, Khalil Tate, 50 yards through the air. um, Not sure if he got hurt or not, to be honest, just based off his numbers. That would show somebody that either got... Pulled or ran the ball more. Um, Oregon was just, yeah, too much to handle. Kind of knew it going in. Um, And Vegas had it right. It was almost right on the number.
0: Flip on down to the south side of the Pac-12. This team has not clinched yet, but they are in the driver's seat. The number 7 Utah Utes took care of business versus the UCLA Bruins forty nine to three absolute routing and uh, the Utah Utes like I said in the driver's seat of the South Division what do you think Pierce
1: yeah Utah's just too much to handle um especially at home Tyler Huntley three thirty five through the air Zach Moss on the ground one twenty seven and that's kind of they they have had some had some slip ups and they have had some you know off games but they've also had injuries to Huntley and Moss and and like we previewed at the beginning of the year, this team is just is is a, is a pretty, I wouldn't say elite, but is good enough to make the Pac-12 championship. Um, and it's looking like that. I, I don't know if they clinch this week, but um, when Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss are clicking, not many not many teams are going to beat them other than you know the elites.
0: And, uh well, I say another team. They this team has clinched for a while, I believe, but the number three Clemson Tigers took care of business. No surprise versus the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. 52-3. to Trevor Lawrence, 272 yards, four touchdowns. Uh Etienne had 121 yards and one touchdown. Uh what do you think Pierce about Clemson? They of course it's one of those things where they're so good but at the same time because of the going down to the last second versus UNC I believe and the fact that they don't Correct. really play anybody they're not really in the national spotlight a ton beyond just knowing that they're really good and they're going to be in the playoffs. So what do you think here about Clemson?
1: Oh man. Um I think they're starting to get it get back in sh- get get everything back in order and um Really get everybody to buy in I think they were really kind of trying to figure out The pieces early on um, And you know they're losing They missed some guys from injuries uh, And now they've figured out Okay we've got these other guys that can step up And Lawrence is starting to feel com- more comfortable um, And when in doubt Just throw it up to T. Higgins I mean the guy can f- Just flat out jump For a ball and catch catch it every time you want Doesn't matter what yard line You're on Um Throw it to T. He'll go get it for sure. So, um, I think you're seeing a team that is starting starting to hit some cylinders. I just don't know if they have it all. But we'll uh, we'll definitely see. It'll be fun to see who they draw um, out of that because they're sitting in the three spot now. So they'd have to play a tough Ohio State team if all things went according to plan. So we'll see how that game how how they finish out. But T Higgins and Co. Com, company too much to handle.
0: The number one LSU Tigers built up a big lead and then were ultimately able to hold off Ole Miss despite some last, not last minute, but some late points. They win that game 58 to 37. My man, Joe Burrow, threw for almost 500 yards, Pierce. Two interceptions, but five touchdowns. Again, just racking it up. Give him the Heisman already. What do you think, Pierce, about this game?
1: <laughs> Couldn't agree more. And how, how, how funny of a feeling is it to be in a seat where you're rooting for a team who is happy and relaxed to be in the championship and yet and be a great team and sit there and watch this juggernaut of an offense just go out there and put up another I mean what'd you say how much did they have again 66 What? How much did they have again? Have what? Numbers, point score. What was the score again? Oh, 52.
0: 52. To, or 58 to 37, I mean. 58. Sorry. Nearly like, 60, 60 <laughs>
1: points. I mean, 500 through the air for Burrow. That's incredible. Um, this team just keeps getting better and better from an offensive standpoint. They still have some holes defensively, but that was not the case in this game to your point. It was just put in the backups and probably put in some of the third string, too, and let them get some experience. And that only scares me more. Uh, moving forward. So, but yeah, LSU, too much to handle in this one, and you kind of could sense a blowout.
0: I won't go through any of the other scores, but on a more somber note, got to mention that Tua Tungavailoa is out for the season with a hip fracture. Hate to see it, you know, not a big fan of Alabama, but at the same time with a talent like Tua, he just seems to just get hurt every single season like this, but hate to see a phenomenal talent like him go down and end the season. So uh, I don't think Alabama is going to be hurt necessarily, but obviously hoping that he can bounce back uh, for the future of his career, not just for Alabama. So uh, do you got anything to say Pierce about that?
1: Uh, Yeah, it sucks. I I will say it was a, it was very interesting not it was just interesting for me sitting there i was so amped up for the next game being the georgia game and it was kind of a kick to the gut i mean it's one of those, he's one of those guys you you root for kind of silently off to the side even if you hate bama um i know auburn fans probably won't say that but you know such a good dude he, he is he seems to be a little bit injury prone and, and needs to stay more in that pocket. I mean, you could t- clearly tell on that one play he could get it. He could have gotten it off a second or two earlier. Um, but it's a kid trying to make plays and um, hope he comes back. I mean, he <laughs> heck, he was putting he was nearly nearly on pace to set up set up or go for 500 plus um, as he had 258 through the air. Now it's the Mac jo- Mac uh, Jones show. We'll see uh, what he can do with this team and if he can do anything with this team moving forward. They still have out Al- still have Auburn. That'd be a tough one. but yeah, um it's it's just noth- nothing you can really say but get well get well to a.
0: Absolutely. Well, I don't think I asked what our record was for this week. Record on this week and then if you have it for the season. I believe the last time I checked I had a stinker of a week th- before we went on hiatus, but I think I might have still been in the driver's seat if I'm not mistaken.
1: I still think you're up one or two okay. on it's really close. It's like I think I I won the first four se- or f- three of the first four weeks by one and then I think you won the next three or f- four out of the five weeks winning by one. So very close up and down Yeah. Um, this week, you win a respectable six and four, um, and eight and, eight and two record for me. Nice. This was a good 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 How'd week for both of us. How'd you doing your easy peezies? Uh, easy peasies. Thanks for thanks for thanks for Just kicking saying. a man while he's on his high horse. Don't don't you're check. mixing metaphors. Go I'm, ahead. Uh, What'd you do on easy peasy? I'm, I'm two for two for two. Not not the best of weeks, but uh, we will get back in the driver's seat this week. Fifty percent uh
0: it's not terrible
1: 50 percent. i mean Does that get you in the hall
0: of fame in baseball
1: <laughs> yeah all right i'm not gonna talk anymore you're just gonna rip what i say <laughs> two for two eating easy peasy listen
0: all right well, we'll if you're, you're ready pierce let's go ahead and get into our preview of week 13 can't believe we're already at week 13 but here we are and uh let's just get going you ready
1: I am ready.
0: All right, the number 13 Michigan Wolverines are traveling down to Bloomington, and they have to get ready for Indiana's dangerous offense. But that being said, Michigan is finally found its stride, and uh, they are favored by 9.5. So they're giving 9.5 points on that game, Pierce. Uh, Indiana not necessarily a football school, but not looking too, too terrible this year. What do you think about this matchup?
1: Well, I told you, or I haven't told you this. I don't know if you saw. Um, when after last week's game, Shea, they asked Shea Patterson after arguably his best performance, as I alluded to earlier. And he said, we've got one more big one. Well, that ain't Indiana. He's talking about Ohio State. So, I this is a sneaky spot. I, I, I'm, I think Indiana, if they can establish a running game um, on the ground, open up some of the play action. um, I I, I like, I, I like Indiana to cover this one, to be honest.
0: I agree with you. They've only lost four games. Uh, and I'm looking right now at their last loss, which was to Penn State. That was at Penn State. You had to travel to Happy Valley and you only lose by seven. So I'm, I'm really liking Indiana. They have 448 total yards on the season. Uh, very dangerous for Shea Patterson. that, ha- and, or not Shea Patterson, I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh and company. Uh, it hasn't been their defense that's been the problem, though. It's been their offense, and Shea Patterson is starting to, like you said, and you alluded to a couple times, uh, and flat out said he had the game of his life last week. Can he replicate that? Unsure. Looking ahead, like you said, I don't know. I kind of like Indiana in this one. Give me the Hoosiers. I think that uh, Michigan wins by one touchdown, but not enough to cover that nine and a half point spread. Uh, I think. Uh, so, so we agree on that game, Pierce.
1: We agree. Yeah, agree.
0: Okay. The Texas Longhorns. Texas is not back. They're going bowling, but you know it's a far cry from the Texas is back that we were talking about at the beginning of the season. Uh, they're traveling to Waco to take on the number fourteen Baylor Bears. Baylor is looking to rebound after that loss last week to Oklahoma. Texas is looking to play spoiler on that uh, Baylor. Let's see. Is favored by five points, Pierce. What do you think about this game being our resident Pac-12 expert or not Pac-12 Big Twelve expert?
1: Well, it's very interesting just to see the the difference in records for, for either team. Uh, he definitely
0: would have switched them at the he, beginning of the season no if you're kidding. predicting
1: it. And, and I just, I, it brings such satisfaction to me, and this is going to piss so many people off that aren't listening. But, <laughs> um, subscribe. Uh, The We're Back. Oh, yeah. From Sam Ellinger last year.
0: Yeah, and and you watched any of those college football lies (laughs) or any any of those football shows, that's what you heard going into it. Yeah, Every single episode you heard, we're back.
1: Well, they they did have a tough schedule. I'll give it to them. Um, That's the only nice thing I'll say about them. Baylor just doesn't make mistakes. Um, This one, though, to your point, I I actually, you said, what was the line? Five. Five.
0: Baylor favored by five.
1: At Baylor, they're licking their wounds. I, I kind of like a Texas upset here. I really do. Even though Baylor will try to get up, I think it's one where they're so down psychologically after last week and what went on, um, and blowing that that twenty-eight-three lead in the second half. That that it's just they'll play well the first quarter. I think Texas Texas somehow finds a way to pull out a win here. Um, over Baylor.
0: Give me Baylor and give me Baylor big. Pierce, five points. I'm scoffing at that. Are you kidding me? Texas has only played three road games. If I'm looking at that correctly, three road games, West Virginia, TCU, and Iowa State. They lost two of those three. Traveling to Waco, to your point, licking their wounds, going to be pissed off, having to play. Sa- I mean, Texas is by far the most hated team in the Big 12. And uh, I think that with Tom Herman and uh, Sam Ellinger, they really run their mouths. So I don't think that uh, there's going to be any love lost there. Uh, The only game that Texas has won on the road was West Virginia. West Virginia is not good this season, and they only won by 11 at the end of the day. So uh, I am going with Baylor. I'm going with Baylor. Big, huge Wow! Massive.
1: Wow! Statement. And 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 I may have misspoke earlier. You said you were on Michigan.
0: Yeah. Uh. No, I'm on Indiana. Indiana. Okay. Michigan to win. Indiana to cover.
1: Okay. Okay. J- I just wanted to clarify points. that. But come on, Baylor. Wow, riding that bandwagon. Um, don't hate the pick, but
0: five points at home. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, I just think there's something in the, something about this game where. They're going to fall flat on their face.
0: Horns down, baby.
1: Yeah. A bigger Uh, spread to talk about here. That's something I can agree about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The Purdue Boilermakers are traveling to Wisconsin to take on the number 12 Badgers. Uh, Wisconsin, I don't know if they've clinched their side of the conference or not. I'm unsure of that. Uh, But they are favored by 25 points in this game. Purdue needs to win out to go bowling. Not sure that's going to happen. Uh, I think that Wisconsin wins this game, but do they do it by 25 points? That's the question. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think they do at home. Um, I think, I think, I think Wisconsin is just too much to handle Baylor's a little bit. They, they're they not the team that we thought Purdue. they were going to be. I'm sorry, Purdue. I'm still on that freaking Baylor, Texas pick. Um, yeah. Purdue just doesn't have what they had, the mojo they had last year. They're, you know, they 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 lost some players. And Wisconsin at home with Jonathan Taylor, they're going to get the ground game going. And uh, I, expect, uh, I expect them to cover that number. They'll win by 31-plus.
0: Not that Purdue's good, but I think that you might be looking at a little bit of a letdown look ahead with Wisconsin already looking ahead to their last matchup of the season being uh, Minnesota. So – I kind of like the idea of Purdue covering here. They're both 6-4 and against the spread on the season. Uh, And Wisconsin being at home, I want to go Wisconsin, but I think I'm going to go Purdue because of that letdown look-ahead effect. They win. They went big, but they win by like 21, not 25, in my opinion. But, you know, hey, we'll see.
1: You're big on those... uh those teams late late in the season that are look ahead look ahead spots this
0: is the time to do it
1: you're looking at rivalry you're very, you're it, hey it's tried and true method i mean it pick the teams that are looking ahead
0: absolutely one team that's uh you know even if they were looking ahead they've got this one in the bag uh, but a massive massive spread Pierce the arkansas razorbacks sitting at 2 and 8 just fired Chad Morris is their head coach. They're traveling down to Baton Rouge. to Take on your number one LSU Tigers. Go Tigers. I think it's in our contract. We have to say go Tigers.
1: Go Tigers.
0: Every time we talk about LSU. Um,
1: Go Tigers.
0: Pierce, I don't care who you are. 43 and a half points are a hell of a lot of points. A hell of a lot of points. I know Arkansas is not good. And I know they're out there head coach. And I know Joe Burrow and company are really good. Probably, I would say, the most complete team in college football. Well, I think Ohio State's the most complete team in college football, but the most electric offense by far in college football. But 44 points? Are you kidding me?
1: Uh, I, So this is a sneaky little rivalry game. Uh, The battle for the... I think it's the golden boot. I think I just...
0: That would make sense because the states make a boot. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um. So... It, so there have been some some crazy things to happen in this rivalry game. Um this ain't one of them. LSU wins and I think they do cover. I really do. Um, a lot of times you see a team like Arkansas have a couple good games right after the coach is fired cuz new, you know, new optimism is is spread throughout the program but Arkansas doesn't have what it needs right now as far as what they're trying to run and the talent that they have. It's The talent gap is unbelievable. Burrow, my only worry about this game is will LSU keep Burrow in mm. for like, you know, the Ole Miss game, they sure. kept them in for a good, good bit of time. Will Joe, Joe Burrow be able, will they keep them in there long enough for them to get up enough? Or are their second stringers just better than Arkansas's first stringer? So, um, but I give me LSU uh, minus forty four.
0: Oh, I'm I no I'm not no I'm not not touching that with a ten foot pole. LSU is going to win. They're going to win by a lot. Do they win by fifty? God, I really want to take it, but at the same time, to your point, if they keep Joe Burrow in past the second quarter, they're dumb dumbs. I mean, this is Alabama to a of Iloa territory. Pull him out after the first half. Uh, get him the, the second half start and then get your backup in. Start start working on that backup just in case something were to happen, God forbid, in the AM game uh game or the conference championship. You're looking at a playoff spot right now. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Orgeron and company to do so, to keep Burrow in longer than he probably should be. Uh, Lord knows he's a little unhinged. But at the same time, golly, you would think that, that would not happen. Not going to be a letdown look ahead, obviously. I think that... They take care of business. They take care of business big, but I I I cannot in with good conscience take a team that's favored by forty four points. It's a lot of points.
1: Hey, you got to be bold in this.
0: Live dangerously, as in Pierce says. Pi- He's trying to picks. build his a uh, little bit of a lead. I guess. Well, I guess we're probably tied at this
1: point, we're, aren't we? We're very close. I think I did uh, did take the lead with this one, but uh, it's not by much. So okay, but it's funny. I'm gonna need we, a. We I'm gonna
0: need a friend of the pod. Cates to go figure that out for us i know he listens so Cates, if you're listening go figure out who's winning in our little standings i think i still might be winning
1: but i don't know pierce might be no you, you're you, you don't know
0: okay the number six oregon ducks are going down to arizona to take on the sun devils Sun Devils, with a win, could go bowling. Oregon is just looking to uh, continue rolling, build up their resume for a playoff spot, obviously sitting at number six. They're going to need a little bit of help from – Uh, a, well, actually, they really eh, – they might, potentially. They might need a little bit of help when it comes down to, Uh, you know, if, let's say, Georgia were to beat LSU in the SEC championship. um, But if LSU beats Georgia, then surely you slot Oregon in at that number Uh, four spots so I don't know they're going to need a little bit of help but uh, they're also going to need to put on a little bit of a showcase as well to their credit they're favored by 14 and a half points on the road Pierce what do you think about this matchup pretty obvious Oregon's going to win but by how much
1: yeah you sorry you said the spread was what
0: 14 and a half
1: okay I I think that with this is a big game for Arizona State I think they're They'll come out, play well, but Oregon's just... I, they should be better than they are. It, it, it kind of pisses me off. But athletically and, and talent-wise, they are so much better um, than, Arizona, or than Arizona State. It's it's 13 or 14 and a half is, is nothing to them. So I think this is a, a pretty easy cover. I think Arizona State then looks next week to... Another arch rival um, in Zona. This one really is an exciting game for them, but Oregon's on a mission right now, and I think that 14.5 will be 17 pretty quickly.
0: Absolutely. Not even going to add much to it. You kind of already heard what I had to say about it. They're going to have to win. They're going to have to win big to build that resume up, Uh, and I think that they win win by 44 points. I'm just Mm. kidding. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, there we go. JK.
0: Um, all right, well, let's flip over to a team that you know a lot about. I know that they haven't really performed the way you might want them to. Not sure it's going to happen in this game either, but they need one more win to go bowling, and that is your alma mater. You're wearing a TCU sweatshirt right now, in fact. Your Horned Frogs are traveling to Oklahoma to take on the number 9 Sooners, the spread on that game pierces 18 points Oklahoma giving those points both of these teams aren't the best against the spread though so I this could go either way in my opinion I want to hear what you have to say first
1: yeah I'm <laughs> I want to with the spread 18 and a half for our, for our season long pick them I'm gonna take TCU You know what? I'm going TCU. I think uh, even though it's on, it's TCU's going on the road. um, And, you know, maybe Baylor kind of shakes their senses, wakes them up a little bit as far as uh, what they're capable of. In my opinion, I think they've got uh, a, a better defense than they have in the past. Um and their offense is arguably just as good as that any they've had in the last few years. So if it's a wake up call, if they take it that way, they're they've got a pretty feisty team coming in in TCU. Um, plus eighteen and a half is a lot. Give just me just eighteen. Give me, give me Oklahoma. But I might throw some. Um, we'll see. We might have a little. You're going to
0: Oklahoma against the spread.
1: Yep, minus against the 18. The eight, okay. minus the eighteen and a half, but you might you might get for that's for our pick circumstances. Uh, I think I think TCU has enough to 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 rattle them though, so maybe maybe we'll have a, a little a little line somewhere else here.
0: All right, well, what has been the theme of my picks so far this week? The letdown look ahead spot. You're looking at rivalry week. It's going to be a matched rank up next week when they take on the Oregon or the Oregon State, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I think that to your point, a little bit of a rattling versus Baylor, but this is the letdown look ahead uh, sandwich right here. Letdown look ahead sandwich as our uh, friends Solid Verbal talk about. This Oklahoma is, uh, State. Yeah, well, they just played Baylor and now they got Oklahoma State coming up. It's it's kind of what I was talking about at the beginning of the season, and it didn't come tr- to fruition. But I was worried about Missouri for Georgia's sake. You know, you're coming off of like they were coming off of Florida and looking ahead to Auburn. You know, Missouri would be the, a very big a trap game. I think this could be a trap game for Oklahoma. I don't think TCU wins it, but I think they give Oklahoma a bit of a scare, and I think that uh, Oklahoma wins by ten. So give me TCU.
1: All right, I like the pick. I like the pick.
0: Uh, to what I was just talking about, Uh, the number 21 Oklahoma State Cowboys are traveling out to uh, West Virginia to take on the Mountaineers. Pierce, uh, they've got Oklahoma to finish the season off with. Is it another letdown look ahead? I don't know. You'll have to hear my pick on that coming up after yours. But they are favored. the, The Cowboys are favored by six and a half points. So what do you think about this game?
1: Yeah, West Virginia... They, they got off so slow, um, but they've kind of, I mean, they a big win against Kansas State this week. I, I think it's a letdown spot for them, um, even though they're going home with a chance to close it out with two w- huge victories, but I don't think they have enough against Oklahoma State and Chuba Hubbard. Um, I don't care what the line is. Give me Oklahoma State minus whatever against West Virginia, even though tough road environment, but Oklahoma State's too much.
0: I agree with you. Oklahoma State, to your point, Truba Hubbard has looked uh, pretty good pretty, pretty good on the season, and he's going to roll in this game. And uh, Oklahoma State, not even going to add much to it. Oklahoma State by six and a half. Give me Oklahoma State all day long. The Kansas Jayhawks are traveling to Iowa State to take on the number 22 Cyclones. Uh, this is one of those games, Pierce, that I probably won't be watching a ton of, but it is interesting to look at for our picks because Iowa State is favored by 24 and a half points. You know how I feel about the big spreads like that. That's a lot of points.
1: You're not going to tune in to watch Les Miles have some some great thick grass that Iowa has on that field?
0: You know, it's really, really enticing.
1: I figured you'd say it's so. It's
0: 11 a.m., I'll probably watch game day. I might I might skip this in favor of the gym because I'll watch game day. I'll leisurely get up. It's the first weekend. I'm not traveling all fall long. Not going down to Georgia for the AM game. I'll wake up leisurely, have some coffee, watch the game day picks, and then I'll probably head to the gym. I ain't watching this game. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is uh this is one where I think not only um is Kansas a little, not only outmatched, I think Iowa state is better than their record indicates. And that's surprising to me. Um, at home, Kansas will be motivated under, under less miles. Less miles has one. He has one redeeming quality about him from a coaching standpoint that I can guarantee you it's, he can instill confidence in these guys. Um, and so it's it's a little bit scary, but I know Iowa State's a better team, um, and Iowa State's on a mission to try and try and get into a better bowl game. So
0: you want to hear a fun fact? What's that? Well, who's your pick? You're picking.
1: I'm picking Iowa State. Iowa
0: State. Okay. This is the third week in a row that Kansas is playing the number 22 team in the nation. <laughs> Two weeks ago, they that played on November 2nd. They played number 22, Kansas State. On November 16th they played number 22 Oklahoma State and this week they're playing number 22 Iowa State. Do you want to know how the previous matchups versus the number 22 team in the nation worked out?
1: Well, knowing how they were the last few 10 years, not good.
0: 38 to 10 and 31 to 13. So pretty comparable scores. One was at home, one was on the road. But 28 points uh 18 points I guess that's 18. Or is that 28? That's 18. So 24 and a half. Couple, I
1: said last couple of years. You you meant last cup,
0: couple. I meant last couple of weeks. Weeks, yeah. Well, I know, but I'm I saying. I just wanted to
1: correct myself.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. Last couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, they've had some interesting, you know, they, they shook up Texas, almost beat Texas. Uh, they put up 20 versus Oklahoma. Not great. But at this point, 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 point being, there's something about the number 22 that Kansas just can't handle. So for that reason, give me Iowa State at home. Play slower, thick grass. Maybe some of that fertilizer gets to Les Miles's head, and uh, I'm taking the Cyclones. Love it. The number eight, Penn State Nittany Lions. This is Pierce. This is arguably the biggest matchup of the week.
1: Oh, it, not it, by to us. Far. Yeah, not to but us. But by far, the rest far, of the nation, it, 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 it could shake up the entire 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 college landscape. landscape.
0: Absolutely. Number nine, or sorry, number eight. Penn State Nittany Lions traveling to the shoe to take on the number two Ohio State Buckeyes. The Penn State Nittany Lions are sitting at 9-1, 6-1 of the conference. Ohio State undefeated. Looked pretty good at home. Uh, Justin Fields has put on a bit of a, uh, makes the people question Georgia fans and whether or not Jake Fromm was the right decision. Spoiler alert, he was. That's neither here nor there. But the spread on this game, Pierce. Is 18 points? I oh uh, Ohio State rather giving those points. Penn State's probably out of contention here, but who knows? They could do something if they win this game. But you would think with a number eight versus a number two, that the spread would not be 18 points. But that's just how dominant Ohio State has been. So the question is, at home, early morning game, which is which the Big Ten likes. Justin Fields. Do they put on another clinic? or does Penn State have something in store for them?
1: I Penn State has shocked me this year. And even though I'm not a believer in Justin Fields, still I I find myself kind of like, you know, an OU versus TCU or some of these some of these games where it's just the better t- Oregon, for instance, um, over Arizona State, it just seems like uh, Ohio State's just a, just a better ball club. They just have too much too much athleticism on their side. Um, I mean, they're doing all the right things on offense and defense. I mean, they're covering every single game they play. I don't think this one's any different, even though it's a crazy spread. Um, if it were at in Happy Valley, maybe I say differently, but not not in the shoe. So, give me uh, give me Ohio State minus eighteen or 18 and a half, uh, whatever you said. And uh, that one's that one's that one. I like that one a lot. That's that's a good pick.
0: So here's going to be the difference, Pierce. To your point, Penn State's had a little bit of a surprise factor this year, and it was a surprise when they lost to Minnesota. Even their loss was a surprise. They're pretty comparable through the air. But at game time, as we sit here on Wednesday night picking our picks, at game time it's projected to rain. Here's going to be the difference factor. You have a very mobile quarterback in Justin Fields, and J.K. Dobbins is a damn good running back. The ground game is going to be the difference here, and I give the nod to Ohio State big time. I think Ohio State covers this spread all day long. They are out for blood this year. They not only want to win, they want to do so in dominating fashion. They're going to put the pedal to the metal at home in a sloppily rainy game versus one of their arch-nemesis rivals. I'm taking Ohio State minus 18 all day
1: long. Well, yeah. Well, remember, Chase Young comes back this week.
0: There we go, even more so.
1: Very surprised about that sentence getting reduced. Wink, wink, I'm not. Um, But... Pretty convenient. You know, the games he he's, missed. He's he's a stud. I expect him to literally come out and and have you know play with his tail on fire. So absolutely 18 and a half, Even though Penn State had a heck of a season, too much to handle here.
0: Okay, last but not least, before we get into your easy peasies and wrap this bad boy up, the Texas A and M Aggies are traveling to for the first time. To Athens, Georgia to take on the number four Georgia Bulldogs. Texas A&M's been in the pro- or in the league in the SEC now for like seven years, I think. Uh, when uh, Texas A&M and Mizzou got added, I think it was like 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Because I remember I was leaving high school. Um, this is the first time they're going to be playing each other since being in the same conference. So it's a pretty cool matchup, a pretty marquee matchup in that instance not a ton it's not a ranked matchup I mean obviously Georgia is but Texas A&M is not but you know a lot of people are not high on Georgia this year namely because of how they've been doing offensively the past game they looked pretty good to your point you talked about it in the recap Jake Fromm looked pretty good I mean Jake Fromm to Lawrence Cager is a phenomenal matchup all day long
1: even though it wasn't much last week there wasn't anything really to Cager
0: that's true but in this, on the season, yes, Cagers right. are our leading receiver. 100%.
1: So, 100%.
0: let me just go ahead and, and set this up. I'll let you go because I'm sure you've got tons of thoughts on this, and I'm just going to let you take it. 13.5 points at home, Georgia's favored by, so they will be given those points. Uh, pretty comparable against the spread record for these two teams. Obviously, Georgia playing in the East has played a little, arguably a little bit better of a, or a, easier of a schedule rather. AM was expected to do a little bit better than they have done this season, but nonetheless, they are sitting here at seven and three and they're hoping to play spoiler to Georgia as they head into the Sanford Stadium for the first time. So what is your thoughts here, Pierce? 2.30 on CBS, game of the week, in my opinion, and in yours, what are your thoughts?
1: This is a tricky line. Um, I, you don't know how coming off a physical matchup against Auburn, what kind of toll that will take Well, and you on... got to look
0: ahead to Tech.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> I actually I actually mentioned that to a co- colleague today, and he looked at me and went, are you serious? You're worried about Tech? And I went, no, doofus, is a joke.
0: They don't run the triple option anymore. I'm not worried.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, that's going to be the key. I think because of the depth that Kirby's built over the years, last three, four years, um, in recruiting, I think, you know, he was able to rotate a number of guys. And while some might be sore, I think for the most part, you know, for the most part, they played Harrian a lot. Like Harrion got most of the snaps. I feel like Swift just had the big runs. Um, and Swift did some, gr- had some great two, just two yard runs, even, and some great effort runs that only got one or two yards but were vital to trying to establish that run game early on. Um I think this is one where Texas A&M, yes. I think I think I think people are a little fooled by the fact that they've been able to run the ball the last 3 games and those last 3 games In those last three games, the teams have an average rush defense of, I think, 71, if if I've got my numbers correct, so or or right around there, give or take, one or two. So I think Georgia being as stout as they are defending the run, um, as well as the pass, I think this is one where Kellen Mond would have to do some amazing stuff. He'd have to be Kellen Mond if last year versus... Versus some teams, you know, in, in order to to pull off this victory, let alone um, or I'm sorry, this cover, let alone this victory. So, I think Georgia's going to be hyped up to play in front of their uh, home crowd and uh, give me give me Georgia minus or minus thirteen and a half.
0: Yeah, thirteen and a half.
1: Yep, give me Georgia minus thirteen and a half.
0: I'm taking Georgia as well. This is kind of their last statement, last chance to really put on a show in front of the national eye like we talked about, kind of joked about. text nothing really to write home about this year. and I believe that's already been set for a noon kick uh, Eastern time, so not going to be on the national spotlight. This is the last chance for them to get to do so. You're going to have uh, some kids that going out for, you know, maybe their last time in, the, in between the hedges. So another interesting point, just like in the Ohio State-Penn State game, rain is forecasted for the 3 o'clock, 3.30 kick, rather, uh, Eastern time, uh, that is going to give a little bit of a nod to Georgia. Obviously, the run game is pretty good. Texas A&M doesn't have as big of a run game. But what's going to come down to is defense. No one's writing home about Georgia's offense. But defensively, they're probably the best unit in the or in the league. And that's not just my bias saying that. That's, that's something that you can read from all the pundits. Defensively, they're really good. They've, through, what are we, through we're at week 13, so through 12 weeks, they have yet to allow
1: a rushing TD. Nope, they allowed one oh, they did allow, You're right,
0: you're right, I'm sorry. First
1: one in First one. 18 games or something like that.
0: I misspoke. Point is, one, on the season. They've given up 75 rushing yards on the season, Pierce. If this game comes down to who can run the damn ball, Georgia all day long. I'm not saying that. AM maybe can't shut down Swift. He's he's kind of had some hit or miss games this year. But if it comes down to the run game, give me Georgia. If it's raining and it comes down to the run the run game, give me Georgia by 13 and a half. Uh, if it's not raining and they can air it out a little bit, it scares me a little bit more. But even then, I just think Georgia's defense is that good. So I'm taking Georgia 13 and a half. Like I said, it's their last real chance to put on a, a show before the LSU game. And uh, even though Kirby sometimes goes into that prevent defense and tries his best to not let us cover the spread, uh, I'm taking the Georgia Bulldogs. That is going to do it for our picks on the week. Now we're going to get to Pierce's easy peasy games of the week. Not that we condone gambling here at the Sibling Rivalry Podcast, but if you were to gamble, here's where we think the money is.
1: <laughs> easy peasy lemon squeezy. Well, I think, uh, I think. I want to take the one that we just talked about, um, but that one's too close. We'll see where public and private, you know, the sharps lie uh, on that game. But I think I've got to sprinkle a little bit on Ohio state to cover against Penn state, especially at home getting back chase young. It just seems like a, a, a no brainer. Um, Although there is a little bit of a look ahead spot, but, I think Ohio State uh covers that with their talent alone. I know I picked this is what I was hitting on earlier. I know I picked Oklahoma in our uh in our pick'em. I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit on TCU as well. Uh plus eighteen and a half. I think that's what you had it at as well. Um give me that one all day. Here's one that's out of no out of left field, and I don't even understand this line, to be honest, but Navy minus three and a half. Versus SMU. Give me SMU all day in that one. Ranked 25th. Um, I know Navy's got a good squad, but they're going to be reeling coming off a tough tough game against Notre Dame and kind of with their tail between their legs. So give me SMU even though they are on the road. Um, And then last but not least, give me Notre Dame over uh, BC. Uh, I have this one at only... 19 um Notre Dame at catching BC at home BC's just not as good as Notre Dame Notre Dame's talent level and you know, they, they they realize they're probably not they're not they're not getting in but you can tell chip Kelly and company are not giving up so they're gonna put up points and they're they're that's what they're best at and BC is just not not as high powered of an offense t- in order to hang with notre dame let alone um 18 points so give me notre dame and let's take that to the bank Ching.
0: oh okay throwing in some sound effects of your own there
1: I'm trying to give myself a little mojo a little... yeah we'll
0: see you did 50 percent last week i think you might do a little bit better this week if only because the games are not as contentious
1: doing a lot better in real life
0: that's fair that well oh oh gosh <laughs> I don't know your financial situation, and I don't care to know what you're doing in real life. All right, that is your Easy Peasy Games of the Week. Not that we condone gambling here at the Sibling Rivalry Podcast, but if you were to gamble, that's where we think the money is this week. And that is going to do it for us uh hour long, clocking in at just under an hour, which I think is pretty good, going to be a lot more manageable for us to throw together one episode a week as opposed to two. I think we just kind of burnt ourselves out, got sick, real life caught up with us. So back we were, in the swing of things. We were,
1: we were out of town, in and out of town too, too often in order to, you know, obviously you go to most of the games. Uh, I try to go to as many as I can. Um, sometimes travel gets in the way, whether it's, Work or pleasure, but yeah, it's uh, it's working out well. And um, in hindsight, it was kind of crazy of us for going to episodes while we were traveling and you were going to every game, but you had to, you had such good insight on on some of those games and you were plugged in and tuned in so much that well, it was Pierce kinda... doesn't
0: see that the post production of this or the pre production, oh, I'm, well,
1: I'm well aware that it takes I couldn't do it, no chance. Um, it takes
0: a lot to edit out your stumbles.
1: Oh, I know, I know. You're. I'm gonna. I want you to cut about four or five things right now off the top of my oh head. Lord. So, you gotta. Um, I gotta make
0: you sound more intelligent than you actually are.
1: Yes, and I appreciate that because I can be a bumbling fool sometimes.
0: Sometimes, all the time. That's gonna do it for the Sibling Rivalry Podcast this week. We'll catch you next week with a recap preview pod, just as this week. One more regular season episode left, and then we'll preview the postseason. Still trying to figure out what we're gonna do for bowl season, but uh, stay tuned. We're gonna make up for the lack of podcasts towards the middle of this season. So, for the Sibling Rivalry Podcast, I'm Madison,
1: and I'm Pierce. Stay blessed, y'all. He gave her
0: his dad, had her